Thank you all for tuning in. This is Iman and Selena. Together we make you plus happy. Each week we bring you someone who challenges us to define success and happiness on our own terms with a dose of laughter. Remember to like and subscribe to the You Plus Happy podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at you plus happy. Hi, Iman. Hey, Selena. How are you? Bueno, how are you? I'm good, good. Um, anything happened this week that you want to share with our listeners? Oops. Um, uh, how do I word this without telling all my business? Um, <laughs> um, something happened that I didn't like, okay. and it was... I didn't like it at all. It made me very angry and sad and upset, (laughs) which happens. But I woke up one morning and I was like, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. And then, but I had to, because life goes on. And then all the stuff that we talk about, that I read, all the practices came in my brain. And they were like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not doing that. (laughs) No, you have too many tools. And I know. I don't want to be insensitive. I know it's not that easy for everyone because we go through real stuff. But what I was mad about, it was valid, but it wasn't. It wasn't enough for it, for it to let to let it control me. So mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 pick up the pieces. And I was like, <laughs> we can. And then I was like, fake it till you make it. Like think about the things that you do have. Think about what makes you happy. Fake laugh. So I started mm-hmm. laughing at nothing. Like, I was like, oh, something's funny. I know it. <laughs> I started singing. I was like, no. And um, it's, I'm not saying I'm not still mad about what I was mad about. However, I just, I was able to like get through my day in a positive way. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I was just proud of myself for like not sinking too deep into it. Like, and because it's some, uh, this is the last part of it. I'm not, uh, I hope all this makes sense. But like 10, 10 years ago, no, longer than that, 15 years ago, a very similar thing happened. And I didn't have any of the tools that I have today, like none. And it was devastating. Where now with these tools that I have and just being older and certain wisdom that comes with living, um, I was just happy that I had all those tools to cope with it that I didn't have before. And I was like, Selena, you've come too far to let the same thing take you down like it did the first time. Like, so I don't know, I was proud of myself. And if you listen to this podcast, that means you wanna be great in life. So just keep putting the good stuff in, it will really help. So I don't wanna sound too simplistic cause like there's real blows sometimes, but if you can pick up the pieces, yes that self-growth is always a good thing so that's good I'm proud of you too (laughs) hey thanks so what about you um so nothing specific has really happened but I'd say in the last week I've become very focused which Mm. I'm proud of myself for so just in terms of um I guess I had a realization. I'm like, we're almost at the end of the year. And I always set goals um, for myself throughout the year. And usually we'll check in, but I've been so busy. I haven't been checking in as regularly. So 
um, it's really like this last two weeks, I've started to check in on just like my financial goals, my fitness goals, um, just personal goals, professional goals. And I'm like, all right, Iman, you're not as far as you want to be, but I feel like I'm focused now. And I'm like, all right, what are you going to do in the next few months <clears throat> before the year is over? Um, so I'm feeling good about that. I'm taking time every day to just reflect and be like, all right, what did you do to work towards this? So progress, progress. Um, my boot camp has been kicking my butt though. <laughs> good. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> yes. Um, I, um, I love that you're like, I'm not where exactly I want to be, but um, taking that time to make sure I take steps towards where I want to be and like not being just dis- it's so it's a diff- it's different perspectives to that right you could have looked at that like oh I ain't good where I want to be forget it oh I'm, mm-hmm. I suck at life <laughs> instead you're like I know you don't talk like that to you so. <laughs> I was, that's an exaggeration but um but instead you're like okay I'm proud of myself for where I am now and I'm gonna take the steps to get even further yeah I love that I want to do that too. You can. We can be each other's accountability partners. Yes. I'm so proud of us. Go you. Thank yeah. Good. So who do we have on this week? This week we have Borat Lishak, who is an intuitive healer and author from Slovenia. Since childhood, he has been drawn to Grok the mystery of existence. During the vulnerable years of his care for youth, he awakened to the awareness of death and life, discovering a gift of claircognizance. Life hard rocked the sensitive adult Lejek to a state of hopeless haze until he ignited an inner choice to heal himself. Breathwork meditation coupled with creative expression opened his heart and mind to restore his innocence. Grounded by realness larger than life, He found his calling by bringing clarity, compassion, integration, and joy to his beloved planet for all to experience. After residing and working in Australia, USA, Mexico, and Paris, France, he is now back in Slovenia, growing roots with his wife and three children, offering healing work and writing books. He loves to dream, drive, travel, and hike. He is having fun. You can connect with Borat at boratlessjack.com or stalk him on social media. His words, not ours. He self-publishes and personally reads in response to his email at borat at boratlessjack.com. And that uh, website will be in the show notes. And without further ado, we welcome Borat. <laughs> um, so we're going to jump in. Um, how did you get started? By healing? Well, uh, I was uh, at first doing kind of, I was curious about spirituality from since I can remember. So I was reading Indian Hindu texts, not in the original language, of course, in English uh, and, and in my native language, Slovenian. Uh, Shri Aurobindo was one of them, and, and some of the things I read really inspired me. 
And then I was into Castaneda big time. So I, I, I was going to workshops uh, to the States practically three, four times a year for several years. And then I started uh, to teach that here in Slovenia. And um, I didn't at that time, I didn't look at myself as a healer. I was merely conveying some information. And um, honestly, I wasn't probably practicing um, what I was uh, teaching or preaching enough because roughly 10 years ago, I, uh, reached, I reached my own rock bottom. And that was, uh, in short, I, I was let go of the, my dream job. I was diagnosed diabetes and I got um, divorce papers in the mail. That happened all approximately at the same time. And I was, I was kind of in, I was in a bad place. So I had the opportunity of meet David Elliott. Uh, first, his website, of course. And at first, when I first saw it, actually didn't invite me in. I, I uh, thought it, has, it had to do something with gardening. I don't know why. <laughs> because I just spent, maybe I spent 30 seconds just browsing quickly. And then, then a year later, when I really needed this help, what I was talking about before happened now. And I, for some reason, I, I just uh, returned to that website again. And, and at that time now, um, it was different. So I, I clicked uh, on a breathwork meditation just to, 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 to listen a, a little. And uh, I didn't know what to expect. I hadn't done any breathwork before. Uh, it was just audio. So and I didn't know anything about it. So I heard something like, <sighs> and, I, and I tried it myself. And I did it through the nose because I didn't know better. And it was still okay. And I still convinced me, I mean, something opened up in one second. And I knew that I'm gonna uh, exchange a lot with that kind of uh, method. So um, I, I did a couple more breaths then, and then I went on to check David Elliott's book, Healing. And uh, it, I was so fascinated by the amount of kindness, softness, and love that was present in the simplicity of the words in the introduction already. And I just knew that uh, the, the vibe already helped me move out of my darkest space. And I felt, I don't know, I felt uh some light maybe mm -hmm. yeah and then i started doing the meditations which david elliott uh, offers and uh, after i did the first one the longer one man my heart exploded Pro probably for the first time since i i, I was a child 
and I could, uh, I, I found hope again. I believed, I could believe that everything is gonna be okay. Yeah. So that, that. that was 10 years ago, yeah. And you touched upon it a little bit because um, you mentioned like when you hit rock bottom, that's when you kind of revisit it. But was there along your journey to um, healing, was there a point where you knew something needed to change or a turning point for you? Um, that, that point when I stumbled upon David Elliott was probably the biggest turning point in my life. However, mm -hmm. I, I can't... Um, see it any other way but um, um, I, I had many turning points in my life and I believe that everybody does some are maybe not so prominent and uh, for some we can only tell in retrospective um, and maybe I'm kind of um, I've been guided by some kind of intuition uh, also from early days on and so all of my major decisions in life were uh, weird I, I did it in a very uh, very uh, incoherent uh, <laughs> I, I didn't think about them much like mm -hmm. marrying my wife for example was something I didn't understand at that point and it's hard probably to um uh, convey what what's, what was going on and why I said that right now, um, but I didn't have. Uh, I had I had a, a certain feeling that she's the one, but everything else was so thoroughly different from what I believed: um, infatuation or love or or um, I don't know. Uh, you know, starting a relationship should be about. Yeah. And, and then there, there are other occasions, but let me just return the ball to you and maybe you want to guide me to some mm -hmm. other. Yeah, I, um, along your journey though, as far as a healer and an author, have there been challenges and how did you get through them after that initial introduction to it all? Okay, yes, in my work. Yeah, I get it. Uh, so, uh, of course, yeah. Um, many people say that in every um, profession or work you do, there is the honeymoon period at the beginning, mm -hmm. right? And it's the same, it was the same with me. Um, so when I first started to, you know, because you, you see healing work is something you do simultaneously with other people and on yourself as well, right? And it never really, I, I believe that you're never really um, done with the work. Mm -hmm. So um, there are challenges. Yes, there are challenges all the time different ones you kind of spiral to next levels maybe uh i avoid speaking about progression in such terms i want to say that we're learning new aspects of self-love maybe the challenges the first challenge was 
probably that I just can't um, trust my um, intuition enough to uh, lead a breathwork meditation because breathwork mm -hmm. meditation, guided meditation, um, the healer is supposed to pick up on the energy flowing around and through the healy and comment on that or even inspire the breather to um, you know to focus on certain blocks in their body or you know follow the intuition and trust the intuition so one of the first challenges was do i have it can i trust it and um i went over that obstacle quite quickly because i i kind of trusted my intuition from early days as i said uh even without knowing so so uh that was the first first of the challenges then uh, marketing trying to um, get to the people trying to find yeah. trying to even you know explain what i do uh, that's hard right and uh for me probably it was hard also because i didn't want to uh, copy others too much or none at all i always wanted to be original and so another challenge was at first, of course, I wanted to copy my teacher, David Elliott, as much as I could, so I could be you know, safe. But after a while, uh, my desire to be original was too strong and I uh, stopped copying him. And that was challenging because I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know what else to do because everything he did was so good <laughs> so his tools were great I, I didn't know how to improve on them right and i didn't want to lie and say you know um uh this is this is my original tool and it would be his or just invent another tool and i didn't even know whether it would work or not right so that that was a conundrum and the challenge and eventually I got around to, um, you know, realizing that maybe the most important thing to become a healer in your own right is to find your voice. So to uh, love yourself enough to not even concern yourself with questions, whether you are a copy or the original or unique or special all of that yeah yeah on those on those journey on this like when you were introduced to this by david elliott and just getting into that world was there like oh um you feel in the beginning when you feel like you reached a certain level and then something happens and then you're like wait a minute i'm not at the level i thought i was or is it does that make sense or like do you sometimes feel like you still backslide and then you have to bring yourself and remind yourself like, no, I'm further along than that? I understand the question. Yes, uh, I would understand in two ways. I think there are two important issues here. One is uh, that um, the healing method I'm teaching it has a safety valve or maybe I could say that self-love is the core 
component of this healing work and it kind of precludes that you learn, you keep learning by, by the day um, how to trust yourself. So yeah, maybe in within a year or two, I stopped doubting myself. So that, that wasn't um, my healing capa capacity as a healer, trusting my intuition, trusting um, to that I, I would help people went away, the, the doubts went away. So that's, that wasn't too challenging. However, um, comparing myself to David Elliott uh, stayed. Uh, and it's a good thing too, because it kind of, you know, pushes me to, to keep learning. And um, maybe I didn't uh, verbalize that correctly because I don't feel like I'm, I'm being pushed or pulled. It inspires me. That's what I want to say. It inspires me and makes me, it moves me to realize that he is still learning. He himself, David Elliott, is still learning. Uh, he's been doing this for 30 years now, and uh, thousands of people are, you know, visiting him internationally. And uh, so, yeah, I would say he's a success, uh, although he's unknown, right? You, you haven't, you hadn't heard about him before, probably, uh, or did you? No, no, no right. Yeah. <laughs> because he he keeps repeating that. Uh, his first book on healing is titled The Reluctant Healer. And he keeps repeating that he has already has too much attention on himself. He's just that kind of guy. I feel kind of similar to that. But sometimes at the beginning, I would wish to get more people, right? Not just so I could support myself doing this work, but because working with a group of 50 is awesome. And I've done that. I, I know how it feels, but rarely. So I would, I would want to work with that on a regular basis. That's my desire. And so far, I'm not there yet. And that's challenging. It's challenging to persist. So if, even after, after 10 years of doing this work, I have to admit that I'm still, um, you know, I could count on the fingers on both of my hands, the number of regulars I have. And, in, and, and again, my self-love makes it okay. It's not a problem. I trust the spirit. Sometimes I question myself, am I doing something wrong? Uh, maybe my haircut is all wrong. Maybe, you know, and my humor is, uh, not understandable or my accent but um, in the long run I know that I can trust the spirit and and now I have a new mantra maybe I'm not uh, let's say maybe I'm not a loser that's that's not that's the introduction to the mantra the mantra is I'm a late bloomer mm -hmm. so even I'm not a spring chicken anymore I still feel that it's gonna be maybe another 10 years because I reach my full potential as a healer. Yeah. I'm wondering, um, Selena and I talk about this um, 
not really on the podcast, but just in terms of energy and just how it affects you. And, you know, like in certain rooms, there's just a certain energy that you can pick up on. And I'm wondering in that healing space, you're dealing with, I'm sure all types of different energies and um, basically people coming to you feeling like they need some form of healing. Do you ever find that, um, I guess, draining for you? And how do you recharge if you do? That's a really great question. Um, um, let me start with the end. <laughs> I, th I think that um, the, healing, the healing method uh, that I'm using um, works in a way that I channel the energy of the spirit or of the universe. No, mm -hmm. nothing really religious here. It's all um, energy. And uh, so when I work, I never get exhausted. I never use my own energy. That's something mm -hmm. David Elliott taught me. I could witness it countless times with him. I could see him you know, on a workshop when he was jet lagged and even sick at one time. And he was really, you know, I, I saw him 15 minutes before the workshop and I brought him breakfast and, and uh, I thought he, it, it's gonna be hard for him to, you know, lead that workshop. And 15 minutes later, I didn't know what happened. So it's not, I mean, it, that's true. It's a true story and it works like that. When you like, you know, for example, right now I'm, I'm connected and I'm, I'm vibrating right now as I speak. I feel a uh, tingling sensation in my knees even though I'm not acting you know, uh, as a healer to you guys or to the listener, but maybe, maybe I am in a way, you know, because I, um, healing, the healing is between the healing and the universe. I'm merely here to you know, open space. So the first part of the question is interesting also. And, and yes, I feel energy strongly and I can, I can choose whether to, you know, interpret it and uh, go deeper um, or just, you know, just feel it and, you know, just flow through it or around it or whatever. Uh, and even the, that might be interesting also to you and to the listener. Uh, I, I can feel very strongly the collective energies, the energies of the collective. And for example, before the whole pandemic started in the March last year, a few weeks, a couple of weeks before that, I kept waking up in the morning, like 4, 5 a.m. I felt lots of um, anxiety and um, I didn't know where it was coming from because it was not mine. I didn't have any stressful uh, circumstances in my life. Uh, I didn't feel, I, I knew I didn't feel uh, my, my dear ones, my family's energies. So uh, two, year, two weeks later, I realized that I was already feeling something stirring. And I, I'm not claiming that I have any kind of superpowers. I, I, I actually, I'm 
teaching that everyone can open up and tune to this mm-hmm. kind of perception. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, you go ahead. Go ahead, Eva. You can go. No, I'm just going to say it's interesting because I've never <laughs> thought about just the, um, with the healing process, it not being your own energy and it coming mm-hmm. kind of through you rather from you. I think that's such a good perspective because I think me personally, sometimes I feel like drained because I'm using my energy Mm. in whatever that situation. So I just, I like that idea or perspective of kind of not internalizing the energy around you, but more so being the person that it goes through. So Yeah, it can save your life. It's really important. Mm -hmm. There are other lessons like that that's why uh, i admire david's work so much and i really want to teach that uh, whoever i can lead workshops i have a workshop in slovenia locally in two days uh, whole day workshop and i'm looking forward you know to help some guys to be able to help themselves yeah 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 even introducing that concept, like Iman said, I don't, I know I haven't thought about it that way either. So I, I think even introducing that is helpful to just get your, get you to think differently. It, it's, that's amazing right there, I think. Um, a little bit of a different question, but what's been your biggest motivation up until this point? Motivation for doing this work? Yeah, or, or any, any, any either kind. one, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, I mean, this is um, this podcast is spiritual enough, so I can be quite direct, right? And uh, so um, uh, I'm teaching that when you open up to the universe enough. Uh, you are guided by two principles. Either you want to listen to what the universe is asking you to do, to, you know, implement, to bring over or, you know, express for it, and you follow that and do that, or you learn how to do that better. So, these two principles are my guiding principles. Uh, I try to um, remind myself, which, which basically means I, I try to awaken myself every time I forget that. And of course, I, I do forget I'm a human being. I'm never, never going to be perfect in, in terms of you know, becoming a, a, what we believe Buddha was or other masters that's my personal opinion i don't know i i don't really know uh maybe there are things i can't grasp with my intuition my intuition is pretty strong and clear uh and i think that i I think that i understand how mastery works maybe maybe uh it's a thing of the past to focus on an individual and call them a master or even think about reaching a certain level and then just stay there forever you know, and be perfect. 
So maybe that's you know, time for another approach and viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And I guess um, switching gears a little bit, but um, related. So what is something that you hope people say about you when you're not in the room? Huh. huh. Uh, that's a that's an interesting question because <laughs> depends on uh, which people. Um, if we're talking about my potential clients, I'm hoping that they would kind of um, see that I'm uh, sincere and uh, doing my best at my my work. And if it's my wife we're talking about, then I may be hoping for something else. Maybe I would hope that she sees me that I have changed a lot since that 10 years ago, because mm -hmm. spoiler alert, uh, we didn't divorce. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we have three kids. At that time we had two already. Mm -hmm. So that the third one, it was intentional. And it means yeah. that we want to stay together. Mm -hmm. yeah. did, did I uh, answer your question? Am yeah. I, yeah. 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 Thank you. Happy to hear your success story as far as marriage mm -hmm. goes. Nice. Yeah. You seem really happy about it. If yeah. you're if you're listening, he lit up. His face lit up when he <laughs> talked about that. So <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, I'm not, this, this is like random questions at this point, but uh, what's the best advice you've ever received? Um, uh, if I can answer in a roundabout way again, I would say because I really uh, believe that uh, some uh, things should be rephrased maybe. Uh, so advice in itself, is sometimes uh, not empowering as much mm -hmm. as if you are inspired to see something in yourself. So uh, that happens frequently, especially with David Elliott, because I'm still going, of course, to his workshops, just being in this August in Portugal, and it was awesome. And uh, yes, what I just said, my mantra, um, he inspired me to realize that I'm a late bloomer. And that, I mean, it's also, it's a great advice for me because now I'm, um, you know, becoming even more patient, uh, not stressing about, uh, not going fast enough. All of that is helpful just from one single idea that I adopted. Yeah. And it's like, it's too, um, that's something Iman and I have to remind ourselves of too, not your specific mantra, but whenever you're trying to start something, it, it just seems like it takes so long and it's, and it's, it's easy to get discouraged and like, you just have to remember to stick with it. And I'm not saying that to you. I'm just saying that in general, because we're like, yeah. we want more followers. We want more listeners too. And you know, we work hard yes. on our end and you don't get in yes. it just for yourself. Like you get in it because you want inspire yeah. other people too yeah well oh, I, I give people tons of, of advice too i just used this opportunity to you know go deeper and still i can i can say that maybe a, a quick advice is just love yourself love yourself mm -hmm. 
and uh, you'll see that everything will change. People will love you more, you'll get happier, you have more energy, you'll shine more often. And um, so I think that's a great advice. We hear love yourself a lot. It can almost become trite, but if like we hear it all the time, but what would be quick practices that you could share with us that we could take away today to start yes. loving ourselves yeah. more? So just, just a, a quick reply for you, uh, uh, Celine, is you can love yourself for, for posing such a great question. It's really an awesome question. And you guys both, Iman also are doing a, a really, uh, I'm um, vibrating as much as I am because this is a great interview. It's a really spiritual interview. And it's, it's you guys who are doing this. So if you are aware of that, that could be an aspect of self-love, right? Mm -hmm. And if you can feel it, like almost like if you're embracing yourselves, you don't have to do it physically. You can, you know, just generate, that's one of the tools I'm teaching. You can generate a mood, your own mood or a feeling. I'm not saying emotions. Emotions are, can be tricky. And I, I don't want to negate emotions, neither in theory nor in practice. So if you feel an emotion, I'd say flow with it. Let it pass through you. Doesn't matter what kind of emotion it is. And when you're doing it during the breathwork meditation, I always keep nudging you to feel more, to open up to, to more experience and emotions and even if sadness comes up and you start crying that's awesome that's you'll get one of the best experiences then because you love yourself while you're doing that my, my, the method i'm teaching which is not mine not, even david says it's not his but this method really incorporates self-love concept at the core so it's always present while you're doing the breath work you're generating the self-love in your heart and when you touch upon the negativity in your life or the negative emotions come you are halfway in halfway there and the other half is generating self-love so that's where the healing comes from where where that connects mm -hmm. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Did I miss anything with the question? Was that about it? I don't know. We have to go try it. And then. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, by all means. I mean, practice. Talking about breathwork is not really um, enough, I'd say. Uh, even though, you know, there are other methods, I'd, I would strongly suggest that you meditate in some way in your life. If you need, if you need it, uh, not always we do, or all the time. But when you, when you reach a, a, a down in your life, some form of meditation can be really, really helpful. And breath work, the active meditation, and the method I'm teaching is really has lots of safety valves, so you can do it by yourself without, you know, as a beginner, and. Um, uh, you can it can be done in the midst of harsh circumstances 
even when the noise is coming out, I, I can give you another example. It's a success story also. Maybe it will be very interesting uh, to the listeners. When I was diagnosed diabetes, uh, I had to go uh, to the hospital for the first week. To, so they trained me uh, how to you know, deal with it, how to you know, use insulin and what to eat and how and so on. And I was already a breather then. So I already knew uh, how to use the breathwork meditation. I used to be really uh, shy and uh, I wouldn't even, you know, do any kind of yoga or I wouldn't expose myself uh, before, before in my past, I would never, you know, do anything weird in public. Let's say, let's say sometimes I did, but not, not spiritually weird. Okay. And, um, <laughs> okay, let me stick with the story. <laughs> so when I was uh, on the, on the, how do you say, in my room in the hospital, I was one of the three patients there. I was in the middle bed and it was kind of depressing, really. My first night there, uh, my whole life turned upside down. I knew I could never again be the same man and, you know, I would be dependent on insulin. And I know they, they gave me the sticker around my arm so I wouldn't run away and so they could you know, identify me. And it's, I, I felt like I was just becoming a number and a case uh, in, among lots of cases. So yes, it was, it was difficult. It was a really tough challenge. And then I laid down in my bed and nurses were going in and out, and one of the, my, my roommates, uh, is that the right term for the hospital? Uh, he, he kept coughing, and I, it was really severe. I didn't know what was going on. And I just started to meditate. I put on the meditation recording, David Elliott's recording, put in the headphones. I did it, I did it right there in the midst of all that chaos. I was, you know, super shy still, but I just knew I had to do it. I went out of every comfort zone, but, you know, self-love makes every zone a comfort zone. And, and I, did, I did the meditation right there, and this nurse came halfway through and asked me for my blood sample, and I just, you know, rolled up my sleeve and said, yeah, go ahead. I was meditating while she was doing that. I apologized to her for, you know, for having to meditate, but I didn't stop, you know. Yeah. So that's, that's how, that's why I love this uh, tool because it's, you can use it everywhere at any time. Mm -hmm. It's really pragmatical. It's not that much spiritual and, you know, yes. it's grounded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, you guys, I don't know if you, I'm sorry, uh, maybe I can just add this. If you have, uh, you know, maybe you can do it just for 10 seconds, I can show it to you. And uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Of course. So I already showed you the breath. That's it. You just keep repeating that. Usually you would lay down on your backs and close your eyes. But right now you can just close your eyes briefly and just repeat the breath. Maybe before you close your eyes, I'll just show it again. Uh, the first breath goes 
you do two breath, two inhalations and one exhalation. And the first inhalation goes under your belly button. So in the second chakra and the second inhalation goes very high in the chest, high up in the chest. So like this. Yeah, it doesn't really matter whether you, you miss an inch or two, you know, it's, it's not that uh, important. Just so you can feel you, it flows through the heart. So the first breath in, the second one, and then exhalation, all through the mouth. And then you just repeat that and we can all close our eyes now and just do it maybe 10 times. And I'll just breathe very loud so you can follow, but you can find your own rhythm. So. So you just keep going guys. I'll just talk while you, you do the maybe five more because I guide you while you're breathing and you don't get distracted even if you do. We still use that as a fuel for self-love, I say. Usually I'd put on some music uh, and, and that, that's probably the gist of it. So whenever you're ready, you can stop and then return, maybe just take a second or two to ground again, feel your body. I know in just a short time, you probably didn't experience so much vibration as you can in maybe 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. But 20 minutes of active breathing would probably enough for most people. So that's that's the amount of time I'm doing it, leading. I felt something in my head, but wait. So when we practice again by ourselves, it goes, can you show me one more time? Of course, it goes like this. So when you lie down, it's not that jerky, you make yourself comfortable. And you know what? It's gonna be even easier if you take five seconds to, you know, um, either I can mail it to you or you can just um, find my web page borglesiak.com or breathwork.fun, my new domain name, breathwork.fun, easy to spell in English. That's it. And, and you'll, if you register, you'll get, uh, I think, at least one free breathwork meditation recording, maybe even more. I, I don't remember right now, even some materials. So you can, you can do it with the recording. That's probably the easiest way uh, on your first try. I always do it. You know, I still try to breathe every day myself. And I, I, I use the recordings. That's the best because even the music has its, you know, charm because it relaxes you. And, you know, after a few minutes, uh, the mind wants to keep control, the control. And you can get a little bit of resistance. Um, it's different every time. Sometimes you yawn a lot. Yeah, yawn. Sometimes you start to cough or, you know, get itchy. And uh, what I usually say, just keep breathing. It will go away. You don't need to concern yourself with that. It's purely in your mind. And what we're doing is we're relaxing the mind as we go. So you just keep breathing and listen to the music listen to my beautiful accent and you know a little bit of humor 
uh, sometimes it's good to let out a little uh, laughter or even a cry, a yell. So I sometimes in some, some of the recordings, I guide you to do that when you're dealing with anger or frustration or even sadness, it shakes you up and you know gets you in tune with your body, with your sensations more. So you could go out of your mind. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. It sounds like um, a lot of the healing um, self-love process is a lot of kind of just being quiet by yourself and reflective. So I'm just wondering at this point, 10 years later, um, how much meditation do you do like a day or like, I guess, internal reflection? Oh, a lot. Uh, and it some, um, usually I, I'm doing it uh, while I'm doing other things. Now, that might sound contradictory, but I learned that meditation can be practically anything uh, as long as it, you know, let's define it that as long as it maybe opens up your heart chakra makes you a more loving and kind person to, towards yourself and then others in the whole world and mm -hmm. calms you down, you know, gets you more present in the moment. And trust me, you can do that without sitting still. That's what I used to do with Castaneda's techniques. And uh, ironically, uh, it, it worked the best when I stopped breathing completely for a moment, for a minute, right? And then I had to <laughs> start breathing again. So the breath work is the opposite. You do breathe quite, you know, uh, strongly. It's not hyperventilation just to stress that. It's not, it's never about that. It's not about peak experience even. It's about doing a regular uh, meditation, I call it. So yes, I do that, the breath work, and then I do other forms, like for example, just closing my eyes and just feeling my body. Sometimes I, I usually, I do that every, every morning. Basically, I don't miss any. Even now uh, when the winter is coming, I'll be out there uh, barefoot for a minute, standing in the snow and uh, closing my eyes feeling whatever I feel, even the cold, it's okay. I'm not gonna freeze uh, to death, not in one minute. And, but I, I'm not there to torture myself. I'm there to feel mother earth, to feel, to hear it, close my eyes first, and then just listen. And then I feel on my skin, you know, I smell. Sometimes I get a metallic taste in my mouth, according to ancient um, oriental wisdom that means my chakras are opening and that's good so yeah that's I, I get I have many forms of meditation even while I'm driving listening to the music watching Netflix even mm -hmm. the good stuff maybe every stuff I don't know mm -hmm. yeah yeah I like that concept too because I feel like a lot of well at least where I am, a lot of people, we hear meditation and we just think, hmm, like you just sit somewhere and not do anything else. Yeah. And um, I like that, that there is more than one approach to it. 
and that it doesn't have to be this thing where you sit for an hour in a room quietly, even yeah. though that's nothing wrong with that, but that can be intimidating, especially for a beginner. You see what you did, uh, you, are, you are opening up to all the possibilities and I really love that. And so that's really, I really love your show. Uh, it's, it's rare still. I mean, these days, uh, people are, are becoming very opinionated for some reason. Maybe it's the you know the abundance of information we get, and you know you know all the we're not. I'm not going into it. I can answer questions, but I'm not starting opening up the Pandora box. And um, uh, so I love your uh, energy, your vibe very much, and. Um, Thank you for having me here. Thank you. Thank for that. you, you too. Um, well, before, because we're running out of time, I want to be respectful. And I know it's late there. Again, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. um, but the reason we started the podcast is because Iman and I, you know, they were like, we wanted to be entrepreneurs. And then they're like, what do you enjoy doing when you're not at work? Or like, what do you read for fun? And both of us read just like spiritual books, self-growth, personal development, all that. And so we were, we wanted to define success on our own. And that's why we started the show and like hear people's stories from all over the world. And so what is your definition of success? Okay, <laughs> the big one. Um, <laughs> well, I would say it's a very individual and subjective thing and um, if you're happy with your life if you can love it if you can find something beautiful and you know cherish uh, anything in your day i think that's huge success so definitely not connected to any specifics even though i'm returning to what i um, commanded you about you know, to each his own, right? Their own now, nowadays. And um, if money is your thing, good for you. Um, I like money. I don't, I'm not obsessed with it. Uh, I'm, I don't judge anyone. I have friends with lots of money and most of them, if not everyone are still the, the ones I knew from before. So yes, all of those dogmas, things that spoil you. No, I think success is quite um, independent of anything material, probably. It's quite spiritual, I would say. Maybe because I'm leaning toward that. So like you are, right? right? Yeah. And it's, it's good to be a bridge, I think, like you are between the spiritual and between the, you know, business side entrepreneurs i think that's great yeah yeah is that enough or should i add something I, i'm not that desperate you know uh, about the it's not that late here so thank oh, you I see, I for, for your uh, appreciation of that yeah of course of course i just had um because you touched upon it a little bit but um just going back to the friends thing, what are some qualities and traits people need to have to be in your circle and to be considered a friend? Hmm, that's uh, an awesome question again, really. Um, 
so my old friends they are from you know forever here and i would never think of uh personally i'm not a guy who would hold a grudge ever so i never broke up with any anyone in my life uh, even on facebook i only block those who try just try to sell me stuff and spam and i know that they won't they would mind and it's not because i would want to hurt anyone's feelings it's just the way i am because i think i, I always believed in second chances uh, in relationships anywhere everywhere right so for new friends um i'm open i don't have any specifications like that um i really admire when people are you know I go with 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 my intuition. Probably I would I would feel uh, what kind of vibe I'm getting. But then again, I mean, with my most dear ones, I'm sometimes getting really bad vibes. Right, getting into arguments still, you know, and um, because c'est la vie, right? We're not pretending to be anything above that. And so, yeah, with friends, it doesn't really matter. It may be what they are, how they are. I would just uh, go with the flow. So if they come to my circle, to my presence, if they want to be friends, I don't even think along those lines, like friends or not friends. You no, know, mm -hmm. even the best friends, sometimes I don't need them for a long time and it's okay. And when we do it's good, it's intensity of presence. Yeah. Something you said um, about second chances, I love, but, um, and then like you feel vibes and like someone recently said to me, like, you know, Selena, at, at a certain point you had bad vibes and it's funny that we always, not you, but just in general, we might think when we hear that, like we, I never thought of myself as giving off bad vibes and, um, and it was, it was someone in my family and I appreciated it because they were like, you're not always, it's you don't always give off bad vibes, but everyone goes through things. And sometimes it's not even about the person you're talking, like say right now you felt bad vibes. We just met. So it's obviously not about you. I'm just, it's in, it just in general, like sometimes we're giving off something we don't realize we are because we're in that space within. And so I think it's, now if someone's all 100% of the time, like bad vibes and okay. But I love that concept of like, oh, you give people second chances because, they're not normally no one is one way all the time exactly Does, yeah. You know what yeah yes and it's so it's multi-dimensional even uh what what even a vibe is because you mm -hmm. know I'm, no i'm kind of being awake here but uh, i haven't analyzed that so thoroughly because i don't mind um i'm not really judging people or measuring or gauging them up when they come to my presence, yeah, you know, um, uh, so just you know, theoretically, I could say that uh, as I as I can see, yeah, you can have some old energies trapped within you that you mm. even inherited, you mm -hmm. know, and 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 some intuitive persons could could feel that in you. And you, you wouldn't even know that you have that, uh, even even abuse energy, right? Mm -hmm. And and then yeah, you can have a bad day and you don't even know 
that you are acting differently or you are acting all you know smiley and you know positive but you know an intuitive person again could you know sense through that mask or you know disguise mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter even if it could be subconscious you know you're not doing it on purpose mm -hmm. uh, so it's 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 even not uh, it's not worth trying to figure it out as long as you you know that's why self-love is so important to me you have to love yourself and then it's so easy to love everyone it's so much easier and of course if they hit you or want to hit you or um, yell at you or you know abuse you you need to do something about it right i'm not saying that you just you can you can you know like jesus you can uh how do you say turn the cheek right turn the cheek, yeah. and, and yeah. the other cheek and but um you can do that once or twice even and then at a certain point you have to you know we are intelligent beings we adapt we learn so you, we can find some other solution it doesn't have to be black and white it doesn't have to be either or i prefer and and how do you real quick how do you you said energy can be passed on through you or in that you're not even aware of it do you know do you have any tips of like how you can be aware of that and how you can get it because I wouldn't want to give that off but then if you don't even know it's happening how can you fix it well you know uh if you really want to know man the best answer would be to start practicing and learning how to become a healer. Maybe you can even go to David Elliott's workshops. I'm not certified to teach healers yet, even though if you come to any of my events, you, you learn a lot about becoming what you want to be. And why, why would I say that? Because it takes practice. You practice. I don't say that you... I don't see that way with all of my intuition. And it's a, uh, I think it's called claircognizance. Uh, so my intuition is I just know things. Sometimes it gets really loud. So I don't, I, it's hard to believe sometimes that I know things. It's just so many coincidences. But then again, now that I'm working with self-love, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter when I know something about you. What matters is whether you can be inspired by something I say. So whatever I say, I see you guys are paying lots of attention and maybe you can be inspired. It goes even beyond this you know, interview uh, for you guys. You know, who knows? Uh, things can change your lives without you know, expecting that. So yeah, training. Uh, if you do breath work daily or at least a, a few times a week, um, that helps you uh, tune up your intuition really strongly and um, uh, you see through yourself new masks it takes some time to see through your blind spots and probably never reach the complete clarity but you'll be amazed how much you can change in a few years or even in a few months and uh, again Maybe just the, the last thing I want to address with this question is um, insensitivity 
is a huge issue in these times because lots of people, me included, are very um, in our minds. And if you don't train yourself to get out of your mind, again, in a good way, uh, you know, to, to move your awareness more to your heart and to feel the energy flow instead of thinking, just thinking, only thinking about things. It's good to think and it's good to combine it, combine with the intuition. So uh, insensitive guys, they don't, maybe we don't, because I'm, I can count myself in that category still uh, oftentimes. Um, we don't even understand what, what we're doing. We can, um, uh, our insensitivity, our own, um, um, I, I want to say unwillingness, even though that's, uh, it's hard to, hard to admit. Usually you would say uh, that you're not able to feel because you were abused as a child and you closed up. No, you didn't want to feel. That's a coping mechanism. You're in denial and you still don't feel. You think a lot, but you don't feel. So when you, when you meet someone who's hurting, you, you think about it, but you're, you can't be compassionate. And for them, in their eyes or feelings, you're exuding negative vibes for sure. Even though you're not even exuding anything. You're just there. You're just like a robot and not doing anything, but not doing something when you probably should give someone a hug. Depends again if it's your child or a stranger on the you know in the street. You don't need to hug everyone, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. 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 For sure. Um yeah, gave well, you gave me, I can't speak for Iman, but you gave me a lot to think about today. Um, and a, a lot, I have a lot of research to do, <laughs> a yeah. lot of work to do. Good. Um, yeah. Put it to practice, too. Yeah, good. Yes, new ideas yeah. and yeah, a different approach to things that I had never been introduced to. So, uh, yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, we're going to wrap up. Uh, does anyone else have anything else? Well, um, if I may, I just want to invite everyone uh, who's listening to this, if you felt anything uh, nearly um, strong enough as maybe Selena and Iman right now, then um, I invite you to just, you know, study this further and if you're in the States, there are other uh, breathwork teachers there. I, again, I'm for all of the modalities out there um, to each their own, right? And um, I, I have to make a point for this method because I believe it's really something new coming to this world. It brings a uh, great non-judgmental neutrality where you're not just seeking positivity and something on the outside, but you're generating it within your heart. And that's really empowering. So yeah, check it out. 
if you if you want come to my uh, web page and uh, try to meditate practice will let you know whether it's for you or not and then join my events and even read some of my books if you want and my books are on my website too if you're interested so thank you thank you for 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 giving me this opportunity to introduce myself yeah thank you. we're gonna have your website sorry mine we're gonna have your website in the show notes so mm-hmm. everyone check yeah. the show notes too um and what were you saying Iman? i'm sorry no i was just saying thank you for sharing this and um also giving me some ideas because um i think kind of like what selena said sometimes with the meditation piece it's like oh i just don't have time to sit quietly but you just showing that there's so many different ways to do it and to do that breath work and that healing so yeah, yeah. yeah. inspired to get started for Perfect. Sure. and and even you two working together there is um if if i may tell you or say so my intuition is that you have a great synergy your energy together is healing whatever you would be talking about so if you can feel that and you know get become more aware of that it really doesn't matter what what subjects you you know journey to in the future so just my two cents thank you for that thank you i appreciate your two cents (laughs) (laughs) so we'll we'll close out all right so thank you for it for sharing your time with us and inspiring our listeners to redefine success for themselves and of course thank you listeners we could not do this without you remember to hit like and comment on this episode you can also share this episode and leave a review we always want to hear your feedback remember to subscribe at you plus happy podcast also available on youtube and you can follow us on instagram at you plus happy We'll see you next week, same time, same place. And we ask our guests to say our tagline, which is, it's a bit long, but it is, we'll show you our definition of success if you show us yours. Of course, we'll show you our definition of success if you show us yours. Perfect. Perfect.